Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is contacttalkradio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning in to Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to Begin Again, where intuition, optimism, and breakthrough strategies transform your blocks into silver linings. Reclaim the power you have within to begin again and achieve your goals. Now, here are your hosts and owners of the CTR Network, Cameron Steele and Lucia Davindia Steele. Welcome back, everybody, to the big show. We got, uh, of course, I've got some two great people that I that I uh, just love talking to because we can go deep, we can go light, we can go in between. Uh, this is something for everybody, and of course, it is by uh, Doctor uh, Richard Bartlett and uh, Melissa Joy are both with us today. We're going to talk about Matrix Energetics. Now, they've got a special. Uh, uh, we've got a special event coming up, of course. Um, uh, Los Angeles and, of course, Seattle. Uh, we're going to talk about that in a little while. But uh, in the meantime, I want to welcome my two guests to the show. Welcome, you guys. Thank you. Welcome back. Welcome, well, back. Well, welcome back is really what it is, right, uh, Richard and Melissa? Yeah, yeah. welcome back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so listen, let's talk. You know, the last show we, we got into, uh, we got into a lot of various subjects, uh, during the show. Of course, the subject being matrix energetics, but within that, we talked a lot about things. Now, this interview today, I kind of wanted to cover, uh, you know, matrix energetics is a very unique name. And I was drawn to the name years ago, Richard and Melissa. That's why I really loved, uh, you know, getting to know matrix energetics. And, I've had a few uh, questions from people actually since the last interview. A couple of people emailed me asking, you know, what is the Matrix and why do you like? In fact, I got a call right after the show aired uh, last uh, two weeks ago, uh, asking somebody asking me about the Matrix, and so I said, well, you know what, we'll cover that on the next show. So, uh, so today we're going to cover what is the Matrix and why Matrix Energetics. Well, the Matrix is a decent movie if Keanu Reeves wasn't in it. Right. Um, it's got some philosophy. It's got some probably some truth. Um, the idea that I took it from, there were several um, several avenues. One was the matrix is what the remote viewers called um, the totality of their process who were military trained. They had a, a viewpoint. They didn't call it the Akashic Records, but it was something like that where they felt that Every piece of information, every event, uh, every idea that had ever occurred was recorded in this, um, call it etheric substance, and that it could be reaccessed by giving it a specific address. And so they talked about accessing specific addresses in the matrix. The matrix also referred to the um, 
fourth stage in remote viewing, they actually had a kind of like almost like a spreadsheet where they would try to correlate all of the data that they'd received in the previous stages. So the first stage was uh, accessing an, an, an ingram or an ideogram, uh, which was essentially a gestalt of the information at the target. Um, what they would do is they would take a number, which was a ran- random coordinate, mm-hmm. which, by the way, funny. They talked about it being a random number generator. They closed their eyes, and they punched in six digits on a Texas Instruments calculator. Well, that would be pretty random. That's <laughs> how <laughs> so technological it was, Yeah, uh, which which is pretty funny. Um, but they um, they would uh, have the first one, like I said, they they get real crude basic shapes, information of the target. Then the second one, they would start to get colors, and they would get uh, smells, and they would get um, whether it was hot or cold. Then the third one, they get, they'd start to go into textures, like is it deep, is it long, is it wide, is it tall, uh, et cetera. So th- those would be essentially the three. The fourth one um, actually was what they called aesthetic impact. I'm wrong. It was the fifth stage. The fourth stage was aesthetic impact where they would be like, oh, my gosh, I didn't expect that. And they'd start to get emotion about the target. And the fifth stage of where they gathered all that information together and they asked themselves, is there any impressions that we have missed here in gathering this information? Mm -hmm. And the idea was like opening up a lens on a camera a little bit at a time so that progressively they got more and more specific psychic information at the target. So that was part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, another part of it was in actual quantum physics, matrix mechanics, which I cannot say I understand, but I was trying to read back then because I was trying to understand what in the heck had happened to me and what it all meant mm-hmm. and whether or not I could make any firm uh, uh, foundations around the experience itself, i.e., was it teachable? Mm-hmm. And so so matrix mechanics is something that... Um, um, had to do with some very complex math that I won't bore me with because I don't remember, um, but I was exploring it at the time. Um, of course, the Matrix movie, the Matrix movie actually didn't have that much to do with it, uh, other than the idea that there was virtual reality uh, versus actual reality. Mm-hmm. Actual reality doesn't, to me, exist. Virtual reality is subjective. Act- actual reality is subjective as well because it's filtered through all your perceptions and those perceptions again like what the remote viewers would do you if you can if you can uh, streamline those and then ask open ended questions you can get more and more information and then fill in your world a little more and the matrix you have access to becomes bigger so if we're if we're talking about uh, you know what is the matrix and mm-hmm. we perceive uh, the universe to be a hologram, then we could consider the matrix to be the, the template or the tapestry in which information is imprinted upon creating a frame of reference for our experience of reality. So so the matrix is, is basically like the backdrop or the tapestry with which information is encoded that then creates and expresses as um, energy, perception, reality, actualization, and experience. Okay, I, I like both answers on this, and I have a question out of that answer. Uh, how does this help us, uh, you know, with the healing work and, and all the stuff that people are doing with the Matrix Energetics? 
Because if it's a hologram, then it, it seems to me that the hologram is set and we can't change that. No. <laughs> All right. Richard, do you want to, do you want to pipe in or? No, we- go ahead with that. Well, I mean, the hologram, it's an, it's an interactive, co-creative tapestry. Okay. Each time that we interact or interface or connect to or resonate with information in the hologram, that, um, that creates a ripple effect or, or creates an interference pattern that imprints on that actual template. So the, the, while well, the hologram itself, it's, it's like a blank tapestry. Mm-hmm. We can connect up to information that already exists there. That's always exists there, whether we're talking about the ether or we can create information that we then imprint on that template and then connect to it. With, and then it unfolds as energy and experience. Okay. And where does this hologram come from, Melissa? <laughs> Richard, why don't you answer that? <laughs> Just a second. I have to put my my bad attitude cat away or he's going to jump on my computer oh. and interrupt us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so while he puts his cat away, cat whether, away, whether the cat is alive or dead really depends on <laughs> Depends on, on his mood, yeah. And, and he might be dead if he Maybe doesn't. Maybe we should throw that cat into the hologram. <laughs> yeah, so, that's a big part of the hologram. <laughs> You basically, Cameron, just asked, you know, what what is it? That where, where does the hologram is, come from? Yeah. Why are we here? Right. Yeah. Like, does 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 consciousness come from the universe or does the universe come from consciousness? And right. and, and what created that so-called point of singularity that then began to express into infinite potentials that actualize into infinite expressions and distinctions? Uh, if I told you definitively, I would be lying and making it up. We don't really know. Right. And if I told you definitively, someone would have to kill you. <laughs> well, we don't want that to happen now, do we? No, no. no. I was actually, Melissa and I were in a seminar in Seattle uh, some years ago, and I brought um, a gentleman up on stage, and um, I asked him what he did for a living, and he said, I'm a black op physicist. And I said, what does that mean he goes if i told you someone would have to kill you that's my reference lord they're spying on you now richard melissa he also did tell me at the end of the seminar he patted me on the shoulder and whispered in my ear you keep teaching what you're teaching oh isn't that interesting yeah it was isn't that interesting well listen you know i understand what you're saying here um now but i also hear you know uh, in our in a previous interview we did, we talked a little bit about intention, which plays a big part in this. How does intention play a big part in the, in this in the work of matrix energetics? I mean, I you know I people know in, uh, listeners might know that I'm also a matrix energetics practitioner, so I encourage you if you have not taken this workshop to do it because uh, it's a fabulous it's a fabulous technique, and I've never seen anything like it. And uh, anyways, back to my question. Uh, it does play it does play a role here, Richard. So and Melissa, it, it how, does, how does it I suppose? But every time I hear the word intention, I hunch my shoulders up around my ears. And I hear the word intention because I think most people get tense trying to manifest things, and they. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They work very hard at it, and they, they think they're not good enough to have whatever it is they want. Right. Or the healing can't occur unless they work really hard, and they have to channel all this energy and purify their bodies and their minds and their spirits and get into yoga positions and breathe funny and all these other things. And none of, the, none of that's true. I mean, I am just about as normal as one could possibly be for someone that's not normal. Um, and uh, I don't do any of that. I have now in the past, but it didn't have yeah. anything to do with matrix energetics. Well, you know, it's interesting because you 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 know you mentioned hunching your shoulder, hunching your your shoulders, and uh, you know I see a lot of this, especially with people that are looking to manifest things or try and fix something, and and you know their 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 mind is so focused on intention. Uh, so and and it, and it it creates tension. It does exactly. create tension. I, I get that because I've done it. I know what that feels like. I've done it too. You know. Uh, and so what I have found with uh, doing Matrix um, is I don't have to go to that direction of hunching my shoulders over. I I just have to see it objectively. But that's the that's where a lot of people have an issue. I think is looking at something objectively because they're in so need of something. That's right. And and I was going to say about healing, I've never been able to bring this beast to heal, so I don't know how it does healing. Yeah. I mean it, it's it's really fascinating to me uh how how this how this all works. Now I want to go back to the hologram for a second, Melissa. Um I knew you were gonna come back to that. <laughs> what can I tell you? You know, we gotta I don't want to get sidetracked here. This hologram, you know, when I when I think of the word hologram I think of I, I think of a hockey cards I used to collect that would be a hologram hockey card, or I think of a book that has a, a hologram on it, or I think of oh a hologram yeah I've seen those at Disneyland, you know you go into the museum and and every time you move uh, the the head moves around with you. Um, how what what kind of hologram are we talking about here? So the holographic universe basically it stems primarily from David Bohm and and what he's a theoretical physicist and he essentially concluded from a scientific level that the reason subatomic particles are able to continually remain in contact with one another regardless of how far away that they are is because they're they're not really separate their appearance of separateness is an illusion. And what Bohm postulated was that the ultimate nature of physical reality was not really a collection of separate objects Mm -hmm. as it appears to us as individuals, but rather that physical reality is essentially in a state of um, a holonomic perpetual flux. And um, so he he came up kind of with a, a, a holonomic theory, which said that, that there's the, that everything is connected. There's this undivided whole. Now, with reference to holographic theory, um, Michael Talbot really elaborated on it extensively in in his book. And if, for the listeners that aren't familiar with what a hologram is, basically, if we were to take uh, like a three dimensional photograph made with the aid, aid of a laser, we we could create a hologram. Um, by by basically, bath- well, Richard, why don't you expand upon it? 
Uh, you know, I don't even really like the holographic model anymore, uh, but I'll expand on it a little bit. I haven't studied it in a long time, and it kind of bores me. Um, but basically, the idea is there's an object beam and a reference beam, and when these things are um, uh, bounced off one another, off of mirrors, where they converge, it creates what appears to be a three-dimensional object in space. Now... What you do is you take a picture, say, of an apple, and you have two pictures, and again, you've got your object beam and your reference beam. The reference beam creates a coordinate or a vector where these two images are superimposed. Where they're superimposed, it appears to be a three-dimensional image, and you can step around it and appear to even, you know, it looks like you could eat it. Mm -hmm. uh, the interesting thing that, that is true about holograms is that if you take, then, that image that you've made, that you've created, and you cut it in half and shine the laser through it, you will still see the whole image. Kind of like uh, in Karelian photography, if mm -hmm. you cut off half of a leaf, you will see still see the whole leaf. The whole leaf. Well, it's similar to how people get their limbs cut off or uh, you know their limbs uh, removed. They often have that sensation that the limb is still there. Uh, that's right. They their brain actually expects it to be there, and they project out the coordinates in into space where the limb habitually would be. And you could also say at the etheric level, uh, blah, 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 uh, that the pattern or, or, or the information that hold, or template uh, for that arm is still intact. And, in mm -hmm. fact, this is true because a lot of times uh, working with clients, um, a person will have had their uterus out or some other organ missing or something, and yet they'll still be having holographically uh, all the manifestations of, of, of possessing a uterus. In other words, the thing still causes trouble even after you cut it out. Because the energy of it still exists. Is what well, the information here. pattern is still there, just mm -hmm. like the pattern of the leaf. But the thing about the hologram that, that's interesting, that is useful, is that when you get to, when, if you keep cutting that image mm -hmm. into, in half, you'll get down to, when you get down to less than 50% of the original image, mm -hmm. uh, you'll start to get fuzziness in the image. You'll still see the whole image, but it'll become fuzzy. Now, I've related that over the years with how, as a person's body and mind and so on, goes through a series of compromises, uh, mostly through the fight-or-flight mechanisms um, that Hans Selye discussed, there will be continual compromise because the organism will protect the heart, protect the brain that's attempting to stay alive. So as you start to get to that 50% mark of compromise, you'll start to get fuzzy pictures or imaging around uh, your health or around your vitality or even around your life force. And that's where the holographic imagery and where the holographic reference is useful mm -hmm. because you can then restore that information back to its pristine state, which I think matrix energetics, Melissa would agree, is primarily an information-based uh, system uh, of, of a field effect, uh, then you can restore, quote, healing. Mm. And where it's also practical and where I was going with, with my heavily scientifically laden explanation, <laughs> is, and, and I just realized it's just not the direction that I wanted to go, is it's that, okay. you know, in the same, in the same way that if you were to take a portion of a, say a photograph of a hologram of an apple mm -hmm. that in, contained within that portion of of that photograph would be all the information in the totality of the hologram. We're the same way. So basically, if we're interacting with a shoulder or mm -hmm. a hip or mm -hmm. a knee, we aren't interacting with a segment 
or a fragmented part of someone's personal perspective reality contained within that shoulder, hip, or knee is all the information and the interference patterns that comprise that individual's personal perspective reality. So we change up a shoulder, hip, a knee, or any individual pattern through the act of observation creates a ripple effect or a cascade that shifts in their entire biofield or their own personal hologram. And it isn't just limited to that individual because that individual is holonomically connected to everybody in their reality field and really everybody in the collective consciousness. So each time we shift how we show up as individuals, that creates a ripple effect or actually puts a torsion field into the universal hologram Mm -hmm. where that information becomes available to everyone. So each time we change up ourselves or we have a healing experience, whether we're playing in matrix energetics or any other consciousness expanding field, um, that creates a marker or a torsion field or an imprint that is encoded in the universal hologram that becomes available for everyone. So one person heals, healing becomes more available to everyone. I I get that concept. Now, as you were talking, uh, Melissa and Richard, I I really feel that this is great. I I love the information you're coming across, but I have more questions, of course, and and I can can feel our listeners are going, okay, now I need to know this. Huh. What it sounds like we're talking about here is is ultimately a choice that we make. I mean, because if you're saying that there's a ripple effect, you know, I could I could uh, I could right now choose to take my shoes off and stamp my feet during the uh, during this interview, but is that going to affect anything other than just d- distracting me you, from the interview? It depends if you took a shower. Do your feet smell? <laughs> I was going to say if I was there and I took my shoes off, it might affect everybody in the studio. <laughs> But you get what I'm saying, though, right? Aside from the humor <laughs> of it all, I mean, well, it just seems like you know uh, what you're. Talk- ta- it's, it seems so simple, you know. And I, and I think I'm trying to get across to the listener because I understand what you're saying. But and it is a very simple process. It sounds like it, anyways. It's both extremely and intricately complex and extremely simple. Yeah. So, if from from the purest standpoint, if we're talking strictly holographically, then yes, taking your shoes off would create an indelible imprint in the hologram of the collective consciousness. The question becomes, A, how useful is it? Mm -hmm. B, how many people would notice and see what impact would that imprint hold such that how many people would actually be resonating with uh, a construct or a thought form or a torsion field that said Cameron Steele took his you know shoes off in his house and, and stomped my feet during an interview. <laughs> right. I, I mean, every every action, intention, and expression in the universal hologram mm. is is there for everyone to tap into. But mm. the question becomes, really, and this is what we always ask in Matrix Energetics: How is this useful? How can this practically be integrated into my awareness in everyday life so that I can... With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Access more of what is possible and available, not only for myself, but for everyone around me. Well, I, I'm glad I used that example because it, it begs that, it begged that question. How is this useful? And I, and that's what where I want to kind of go next. Um, we're going to take. Well, Tim, I wanted to yep. say something about it. it. Depends on who's taking their shoe off. I mean, when Nikita Khrushchev took his shoe off in Russia and banged it on the table, that was pretty damned important, right? Uh, you know, he was he was emphasizing. It depends upon, and I hate to bring this into it, but you kind of have to. It depends on how much of a connection you have with the field and how much of that field you've become and are embodying. So if you take your shoe off as a deliberate conscious act for a specific intention or outcome, it could be very significant. But the average person taking their shoe off, it means nothing. Right. They just, and I'm not talking about, I'm not being, I'm not being uh, elitist. I'm no. saying. You have to put a certain amount of awareness on a conscious, deliberate act in order for there to be a significant ripple in the field of universal causality for it to actually be noticed. I, I get that. I, I really do get that, and I, and I hope the listeners hear that because uh, you're right, absolutely right, Richard. It, it is. It, it, there, there seems to be, and I hate to use this word again uh, because we we've just covered it with tension, but. You know, intentionally taking your shoes off and slamming them on the table or throwing them at the president is going to have, have significant uh, stuff going on, you know? It, indeed it does, but even if we look at those specific examples, the intention that was held there did not have a specific attachment to a specific outcome. Right. Like there was a coherent resonance with the meaning that was infused behind that intention, but but the outcome that it was created was not predetermined. And that's where we can sometimes get hung up with intention, and that keeps us in tension because we are locked into a resonance with how reality can express. Mm. So our intention really in Matrix Energetics is to 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 drop into our hearts and create a coherent connection with all possibilities mm -hmm. and then align our awareness with intention to notice what we notice that allows for a desired change to unfold without deciding in advance what that needs to look like. Oh, interesting. It comes, it comes back to what my guide said to me as far as a definition of intention. They said that consider that to be in the tent of the one. And if you look at it that way, where you're in the Holy of Holies, which I consider to be the field of the heart, uh, the, the, the sacred uh, sacred place of the heart, which is not the heart chakra or the physical heart, but it is a point of reference that is outside of um, uh, universal physicality, uh, that point of reference becomes then a lens for the manifestation of pretty much anything. Mm. Um, but to intend to do something... We all intend to do things. I intend to do better. I generally do not do better, I, however much I might intend it. And, in fact, the more you focus on what you intend, uh, the more you will find, just like uh, 
what I think it was, um, I think it was Paul, but it might have been another one of the apostles said, I find my, I find within myself working a law where those things that I would do, I do not. And those things I do not do, would not do, those things I do. So there is almost an, a, a, an opposite uh, reaction or causality mm-hmm. uh, whenever we do something. Uh, and it's based upon the difference between responding and reacting. Reaction formation is like a formula or an anchor where this always means that. Mm-hmm. It's the idea for every action is an equal and opposite reaction. However, in most cases, if it is an equal and opposite reaction, notice those two things will cancel each other out. Right. You get to the point of no charge, that's where intent actually can do something. Because you're always warring against, like I just quoted that, that biblical quote, you're always warring against your intention versus mm-hmm. that you would not intend. Because Enfolded within your desire to do something is your desire not to do something. Mm. Or to have something, there is the sense that you do not have something. Right. So you get to the point where you cancel those two things out. Then the very smallest ripple in that pond will will do miraculous things. Well, this is fantastic. I want to continue this. We're going to take a quick break right here. Uh, My guests, of course, are Melissa Joy and uh, Dr. Richard Bartlett. Matrix Energetics, the Science and Art of Transformation. Coming up in Seattle, December 5th through the 10th, Fundamentals Intensive and Field Trip. Now, listen, folks, I'm going to be at this workshop. Uh, this is something that, for me, I have used in my life uh, for, for years and years. In fact, uh, I can't even tell you. In fact, last night, I have to tell you, uh, last night, uh, you know what? I'm being motioned to take the break and then come back. Okay, so I'll take the break. I'll tell you this little story about what happened last night. And we'll talk more with Richard and Melissa, Matrix Energetics, uh, December 5th through the 10th, 2014, Fundamentals Intensive and a Field Trip. We'll talk about the field trip. I'm kind of on edge about that one. Um, what kind of field trip we're going to go on. Go to MatrixEnergetics.com, MatrixEnergetics.com to find out more information about these two amazing people and this amazing technology. We'll be right back. Dr. Richard Bartlett, developer of Matrix Energetics and co-teacher and author Melissa Joy Johnson will be in Seattle December 5th through the 10th to teach their Matrix Energetics seminars. Attend their free introductory course and see live demonstrations on Friday, December 5th from 7 to 9 p.m. Seminars will be held at the Doubletree Hotel near Seattle Airport. And this is the thing I like about Matrix Energetics. There are many theories and and, uh, concepts out there about using quantum physics and other aspects that we know of, that science now knows of, that the world around us is essentially made out of energy and information. But Matrix Energetics gives you the insights that you need, the consciousness technology, if you will, to apply that in your own world and bring about the change that you would like to see. Matrix Energetics is a unique consciousness technology that utilizes key concepts in quantum and subtle energy physics to create instantaneous transformation and healing. Friday, December 5th from 7 to 9 p.m. is free and open to the public. 
the Doubletree Hotel at Seattle Airport. Have you taken the time to visit our Facebook page and like us? If you're saying no, it's time to change that answer. What's great about Contact Talk Radio's Facebook page is the fact that so many people are contributing helpful information to it. Not only does the staff at Contact Talk Radio update the page throughout the day, but so do our hosts. You'll know when shows are live and what the show's topic is. If a host is doing readings, you'll know when to call in and what number to use. Or maybe one of our hosts just wants to share some words of wisdom or a picture to brighten your day. You won't know what's waiting for you unless you visit our page. Go to facebook.com slash CTR Network and like us. That's facebook.com slash CTR Network. Happy Facebooking! Did you know that you can rate our shows on iTunes? Yep, you can share your thoughts about the topics, the hosts, and the special guests. You can also leave a suggestion. Then, when you're done, rate the show. The hosts love your feedback, and others appreciate it. So next time you download a show, take a second to leave your thoughts and rate it. Welcome back, everybody. Glad you stick around to find out more information about Matrix Energetics, the science and art of transformation, matrixenergetics.com, matrixenergetics.com. There is a workshop coming up in Seattle, December 5th through the 10th, Fundamentals Intensive and a Field Trip. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But I want to tell you, matrixenergetics.com, go to the website. In fact, I have to tell you, uh, if you click on, I was at the website earlier today, and let me see where it is. It is at the, what is the matrix, I believe? Uh, yeah, there's a picture of my uh, handsome mug right on that page, um, that, which is which was surprising to me the other day when I went to the website and, oh, well, there's my face. And in fact, I've had a couple of calls since then uh, from people saying, hey, I saw you on the Matrix Energetics website. Uh, not surprising, of course. I, I love Matrix Energetics, and uh, I love what Richard is doing. I love what Melissa is doing. You guys are doing some amazing work out there. I've read uh, people. You need to go to the website and read some of the uh, the testimonials, some of the experiences that people are having. And you, you actually do need to take this workshop. And I say need to because it, it is a it is one of those things that you have in your life. And whether you become a practitioner or not, you have something that is going to that's going to change your lifestyle and change the way you think, the way you feel. Uh, last night, I was talking to a neighbor and I shared this story about her baby. Uh, on the last show. Well, last night, um, she tells me that, uh, she asked me if I could come over. The doctors have tried everything. Um, the, the, the little baby is kind of being stubborn about wanting to crawl and, and turn over and stuff. And, and, uh, he's just being stubborn. And I said, well, there's no wonder he's been poked and prodded for the past year and a half. And he's just had enough. I think he needed to cut the little guy a break for a little while, you know. But, uh, she asked if I'd come over and do some matrix, matrix energetics on her and, and, uh, on him, on him. And so I'll be going over uh, this evening, actually, to to do some more Matrix Energetics. Now, uh, I have to tell you, I have going over there with full confidence that that working with this little child is going to change and make it all better. 
Uh, and I, I guess that when I say that, I, I, I kind of feel, Richard, Melissa, when I say that, I'm like, okay, I'm not really doing anything. I recognize that. I, I really do recognize I'm really not doing it. I'm just using the technology. And I say technology because that's what it feels like to me, Richard and Melissa. I agree. It's a technology of consciousness. It's not a technique. Yeah. Calling it a technique does it a great disservice because there is a it's like it's like calling um um it's like calling my my MacBook Pro here, my my laptop, um it's like calling it an Atari, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got your Atari handy? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know, I, I get that, and I and I. That's why I, I refer to it as a technology because it, it is really, it's working in an arena that our conscious mind, you know, isn't really used to working in. And and when we talk about it being with quantum physics, we talk about it being in a in a hologram, and uh, you know, we talked about the Matrix movie, and of course, you know. I love that movie, and I I love the concept of it, and I love the idea that you know what we're what they're what they're trying to portray there. Um, I, I feel like you know when we talk about matrix energetics, there's even a for me what happens for me when I say oh we'll come over and do some matrix on you. I, I somehow feel like I need to change that term somehow, even when I say I want to come over and do some matrix on you, because I'm not really doing matrix on them per se, am I? Uh, you're interacting with information fields and patterns that make up what they call their reality bubble. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, yeah, not I really, guess. no. Yeah. But it's okay to look at it that way. It's like, for instance, I, I know Melissa as well, but certainly myself, I've got two medical degrees, so when uh, someone calls me up on Skype and I do a personal appointment with them, uh, I always ask them, where does it hurt? What's wrong? Uh, if they're dealing with cancer, I want to know everything. Mm -hmm. I want to know everything. But for me, knowing everything doesn't preclude me from thinking that I am doing something or I'm the doer. It just gives me a lot of information. The more information I have almost to my left brain allows it to get out of the way. And then I can track the information as patterns that are either useful or not useful. And we're going to teach a lot about that in the in the uh, Seattle field trip. Well, let me ask you a question while we're on that subject. So you don't have to be an intuitive or any kind of special person to to be able to work with the matrix. Good so, lord, no. So so here's you know going back to your original comment about feeling a little bit weird around saying you're you're going to your your neighbor's house in order to do matrix on them. Yeah. It, really what's happening is is you're playing you're playing in a field of possibilities mm -hmm. and the whole idea around doing something to someone in order to create something or to to make something happen is a notion of separatism and really when we are playing in the field of matrix energetics when we are playing in the hologram nothing is separate so there is no you to do anything to anyone mm -hmm. there is simply patterns of information as potentials awaiting recognition. So really what you're doing is you're, you're going and you're observing those patterns unfolding into right, a different right. expression. Well, so you know, we, the, the, we can appear to do, but it's just an appearance. It isn't actual. Right, because I, I know Richard and Melissa, thank you, Melissa, because what I, what I recognize too is that I do the same thing, Richard. When I'm working with somebody, uh, you know, I'll ask them a ton of questions. And I, the, most recently it happened, actually, where somebody said, well, I thought you were using your intuition. Uh, well, no, I, I need to know everything so I can connect the dots here. 
uh, of what's going on and find where where we can, you know, get this to, to hook back its hook itself back well, up together. You know, I'll joke about it. I'll say I'll say okay, pay me. Now we're in. That's intuition. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, intuition is another one of those buzzwords or clairvoyance or healing. I hate, I dislike all those words because yeah. those words are so limiting for what is possible to mm-hmm. express through you when you let go of the need for it to show up in a particular fashion. As long as it has to be this and that's intuition or it has to be mm-hmm. this and that's healing or I have to sit in this yoga position this way. Uh, that's yoga, uh, then I'm not interested anymore. Yeah. Well, you know, you, I, I kind of get lost when somebody says, well, you have to sit and meditate and hold your palms up to the universe. And, uh-huh. uh, you know, I kind of get lost in that because I, I, you know, I meditate. I meditate my way. I sometimes will meditate when I go see a movie at a movie theater. I will meditate when yeah. I go for a walk. I'll meditate when I go for a drive. So, you know? so here's something to consider, particularly because we're in a, we're in an an audio interview, and we are talking about matrix energetics. We are using language or words to describe an experience that surpasses any description that we can attempt to convey. In the same way that you might be working with someone and collecting facts, um, the, the linking together or the connecting of the dots the process of connecting of the dots is your intuition seeing the interconnected patterns of all things that appear to be separate. But how you go about doing that through the field of matrix energetics is entirely flexible. The the flexibility of consciousness that is available to us through this field is what enables us all to uniquely access whatever process is most useful in the moment. We can call it intuition. We can call it um, heavy breathing, we can call it play. I mean, it doesn't really care what we call it. What we are able to access through the connection, it's the connection to the information that allows for the different possibilities to actualize. To me, matrix energetics is like a Boston Terrier waiting for you to throw a tennis ball. Uh, <laughs> it's playful, it's energetic, it's enthusiastic, it is tireless, and it is always there wanting to play. Mm. And and with all that being said, even though the term intuition from a traditional standpoint was dissed upon, we will ap- absolutely concur that tapping into this field will open up the intuitive apertures of our awareness beyond our logical linear perception of separatist reality. So we move beyond logical, separative, rational limited based perspectives into infinite possibilities that are tracked through the intuitive part of our awareness. So we do indeed tap into intuition, but it's not, it's not a rigid mantra. It's very, very playful. I, 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 my, my guides were just defining intuition for me in a way I haven't heard before into it. If, and so moving into it, which would be the field of the heart, and then moving back out, uh, out-tuitive, um, is the process. It's an in-breath and an out-breath. Mm-hmm. And, and I was getting a, a metaphor that I wanted to share. Melissa and I have both had this unfortunate incident, and about the only thing that's happened with our computers, where we've faced a black screen. So we've got all these programs on, on our computers. We've got all this uh, stuff we depend upon. Well, 
the reason we ask questions, the reason we want to exercise our intuition, the reason we, we want to expand our clairvoyance and our, our access to information is because without that, it's like a blank screen. We are the screen. So the more we can, more we can bring light to the screen, the more than the information that is already there available as the programs and software that's running in this field, mm-hmm. um, the more we are able to, to get out of the way, work less and access what can flow through. Mm. Uh, it, this is, this is, I love this. Thank you very much, Richard, Melissa, for, for, uh, for all these, uh, great answers to the, some of these questions that I've got. I want to remind people, uh, Seattle, December 5th through the 10th, 2014 Fundamentals Intensive and Field Trip. Uh, this is happening in Seattle, Matrix Energetics. Now, the Friday night is free, so the Friday night is a free. You can come and check it out, and then by the end of the night, you know you're going to sign on, so you might as well just pay for the whole thing right up front. Uh, <laughs> I'm projecting a bit, probably, but that's There the you go. Well, yeah. that's, the, that's the way we feel about it. It's yeah. like, why would you want to miss out on... Something that is so much fun. And well, so I had so much fun in the workshops I've done with you, and uh, they are a lot of fun. And the beauty of the beauty of doing matrix energetics and being a practitioner, I have to say this: I don't have to prepare my mind. I don't have to sit and meditate for half an hour and find the energy and feel and feel. You know, I can just walk into a room. Oh, you need some matrix? Okay, yeah, here we go. You know what I mean? I mean, it just because it's not an it's not an energy based model anymore. It's right. an information based model, and in fact, the name Matrix Energetics is somewhat misleading. Uh, it was originally coined from the Russian term psychoenergetics. That's where the energetics part of it came from, mm-hmm. and psychoenergetics is what the Russian uh, program in in um, uh, remote viewing was called. Oh, interesting! Interesting. Well, I, I for one, I for one love it. Now, when we talk about uh, people wanting people doing this, let's talk about this. I've been to the workshops. Uh, I've seen some tremendous results uh, from working with the technology. Uh, Richard, let me ask you: When you first discovered this technology, uh, did you have some kind of profound awakening for yourself? I mean, usually something happens in someone's life that makes them think that they've got to find something. Is that kind of how this unfolded well, it for you? Talks, it talks about it in, in, in both the Matrix Energetics book and the Physics of Miracles. I saw what appeared to be George Reeves um, dressed as Superman, mm-hmm. uh, and I figured that was probably a clue from my unconscious or superconscious mind that I should pay attention. And the very next, and, and a, a girl that had a lazy eye was healed in the moment I touched her uh, while I was seeing the Superman image. 